0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Happy Hippie Homestead Podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Juba, helping you find happiness and joy on your homesteading journey. Today is Wednesday, March 1st. I can't believe it's already March, Um, but that's why this episode is so timely, and I'm so excited. This is episode number 68, and today we're going to be talking about storing seeds. So I've done quite a few other episodes about seeds that I'm gonna to try to link to in the show notes. So I went over basics about different types of seeds that you can have, how to start your seeds, how to plan your garden, things like that. But today is gonna to be all about how do you store those seeds. So in most places it's probably starting to warm up a little bit. I know we had some really warm weather here recently in western North Carolina and all the daffodils are up and There's just a lot of flowers everywhere, so you can just feel that spring is coming even if we get a cold snap, not that I want a cold snap, but even if we get a cold snap, you can just feel that spring will be here soon. Sometimes in like November, December time frame, it's hard to imagine that spring is around the corner, but now that we are ready in March, technically the first day of spring is in March, so we are like right there, you know? so it makes me really excited for gardening and planting seeds so i wanted to do an episode here about how to store your seeds that you may be getting for this season or may already have for this season so you may have bought these beautiful seeds maybe you have a company you like online i personally love baker creek heirloom seeds and so their website is called rareseeds.com And they are amazing. They will send you a free catalog with a lot of their seeds. You can also purchase a catalog, like the full catalog from them. The free one they send you isn't all the seeds they have. It's just a nice sampling of seeds. So, but they do really great with their photography and stuff. Like this seed catalog is so beautiful. You could leave it on your coffee table. You know, it's, you just would want to look at it all the time. Um, So... Maybe you have beautiful seeds from a seed company online. Maybe you found some awesome seeds from stores near you, whether that's Lowe's or Walmart, or maybe you found some cool seeds at a farmer's market or a local nursery, whatever it might be. Now you might be wondering, well, what do you do with them? Once you buy your seeds, what the hell do you do? I'm not going to go too in-depth with start starting seeds right now, But I will say, if you don't know when to start your seeds, there are lots of resources out there for you. Certain seeds like to be started inside and kind of babied, depending on your grow zone. Other seeds, depending on your grow zone as well, you can literally just put outside, and they'll grow big and beautiful and fast, and you'll get crops. So it all depends on, not necessarily your grow zone, but the first and last frost date really will play a factor into how long of a grow season do you have and what you need to do to get the crops you want for as long as you want. So what I like to do is I like to look up some of the resources that are out there and available to me. And some of those resources are like the Farmer's Omnimac. Gosh, words are hard today. Um, You can find the Farmer's Omnimac Online, you can also find them. You can buy one at maybe a local store near you. There's also, and I know in North Carolina, um, there's a college, NC State does an agricultural extension like program, and they have, they publish a lot of planting start dates too. So, depending on the state you live in, you may have a similar situation where some type of big university publishes. Planting dates depending on where you live in your state. Um, so, North Carolina is a very long state, so we have many different grow zones. Like, we have certain spots in North Carolina that wind up with uh, lots of snow every year. We have some spots in North Carolina that never, ever, ever, ever see snow. So, it just depends on where you live as to when you should be planting your crops outside versus when you might need to start them inside. And these tables that have all the dates for you, they will even sometimes tell you when to start inside, when to put it outside. If you want to do multiple plantings of certain crops, they will even have dates for that. They'll give you like a window of time with you should maybe plant this crop between April 15th and May 15th. And you know then... (coughs) that you can do multiple rounds of crops if you so choose. So another, uh, lost my train of thought there. So that's a great way to see where you start your seeds, when to start them. So this year I plan on starting my seeds not only based on the frost date, but I found a resource that will help me, that helps me figure out when I can plant my seeds based on the moon cycles as well. So I thought that was kind of interesting, and planting by the moon, when they give you those dates, it also coincides with your frost dates, so I am going to try that this year. The moon and the frost dates kind of put together, and so I will let you know how that goes. I'm hoping it'll go pretty good, so I'm starting to plant my seeds inside now, which feels really, really late, because I used to live East Coast, North Carolina, when I can put my crops out the beginning of April, middle of April, out here, I really shouldn't put them out till the middle of May. So it kind of took a little bit of time for me to figure that out and relax that I didn't have to start my seeds inside in January. I could start them the end of February, beginning of March, depending on what the seed is. So we'll see how planting with the moon phases goes. So you might if you have bought seeds before, <clears throat> you probably know, maybe you do or don't know. Depending on the seed you're buying, it'll vary how many seeds are in that seed packet. So something like a zucchini seed or a tomato seed, they don't give you a lot of those in the seed packet. Usually a standard seed packet that you would buy like off the shelf at Lowe's or Walmart or order from a company, just a regular size packet. For things like zucchini and tomatoes, you maybe will get 20, 25, 30 seeds, something along those lines, but you're not going to wind up with hundreds of tomato seeds in the packet. Compared to something like a carrot seed (coughs) or a lettuce seed, you get hundreds sometimes of those seeds in a packet, and I don't know about you guys, but I'm not on that level where I need to plant hundreds of carrot seeds in one season. <laughs> don't get me wrong, I want to plant more carrot seeds next year than I did this past year, but I still don't think I would do all the seeds that come in a seed packet. But maybe you do. But for the most part, you may wind up with a, at least a couple extra seeds, whether that's you picked up a packet of seeds with 25 tomato seeds and you planted 10. So now you have 15 extra seeds. What do you do with them? So what I've done in the past is I go ahead and save those seeds for the next year. This way I don't have to stress too much about saving my own seeds. I've got like a little backup supply. And I can use my little bit of a backup supply over the next year or two to really get the seeds out there. So... There is no, I don't think, there is not a one perfect solution to store your seeds. There is not a one size fits all. This is how you keep your seeds for 20 years. I also think people that are really into prepping and people that want seeds for 20 years, whatever it might be, whatever their logic is, that may or may not be you. Me personally, that's not me. And I'm gonna talk about my logic behind that for a second. So I would rather buy one packet of tomato seeds and get 20 or 25 seeds, whatever it is. And I, what I want to do from there is out of those 20 or 25 plants, whichever ones grow the best, So maybe out of 25 seeds, I wind up with five amazing tomato plants in my climate. What I will do then is I will save tomato seeds from those five big, beautiful plants. So what I'm doing is I am helping to select the genes and the genetics in the plant that works the best in my climate. Most of us probably do not have a seed company right in our town that we live in, where you can buy locally grown seeds that do great in your climate. Most of us don't have that. When I buy from rareseeds.com, those seeds are coming from everywhere, all across the United States, all across the world. A lot of their heirloom seeds come from everywhere, Africa and Asia and Europe, you name it. So no, they're not going to be... necessarily amazing at growing in my climate, whatever it is I'm trying to plant. But if I plant 10 of that variety of pepper and two of them do good, I will save those pepper seeds for the next year. And then out of those seeds, I'll save from the best two or three plants for the next year. And slowly I am selecting the genes and genetics that work the best in the area I live in. And to me, this is so important because I live in a county of North Carolina that is a temperate rainforest. We are the only spot on the East Coast that is considered a temperate rainforest. We get like 90 inches of rain a year, like nine zero, like double the national average, which is 45 So no, things don't grow great. I realized that really fast last grow season, my garden struggled really bad. But the couple of things that did okay and did good, I saved those seeds. So now this year I'm starting off with seeds that kind of are familiar with my area and what I want from those plants. So that's why I prefer to buy one packet of seed If you use it all, you use it all. If not, save some for next year, save to share with your friends, but save your own seed. I personally do not have a seed bank for 20 plus years. You know, I'm not trying to save seeds forever. My thoughts with saving seeds for long periods of time, I personally think no matter how great you store them, they will start to lose vitality over the years. No matter how you do it, that's just the way seeds are. They are not meant to. Like, if you think about nature, seeds don't get saved for 20 years. Usually the seeds come up and they get sprinkled down on the ground somehow, whether that's from the wind or bees or small animals, whatever it might be, big animals that help distribute the seeds, seeds go in the ground, when it gets warm enough, then they sprout. So those seeds are maybe only lasting a year or two, depending on where they wound up before they bloom again. Now that doesn't mean you can't have a 20 year old seed that does bloom and sprout for you because it very well might. I believe they found a, it was a date seed maybe that was 2000 years old and we've been able to get that to sprout. So I don't want you to throw away your seeds because they are two or three years old, but I don't want you to focus on, I need to buy 200 tomato seeds today so this way I don't have to buy tomato seeds for the next 10 years. I don't love that logic either. Saving seeds, no matter what plant it comes from, it's not super hard. So I would say it's worth doing your research. And my thoughts are, is the vitality keeps going down. Now, if you buy a packet of tomato seeds that's got 25 in there, and it takes you three years to get through all those seeds, and you don't want to save tomato seeds... Then you buy a new tomato seed packet for three or four dollars, whatever it might be. You see what I'm saying? So the cost is not that large to be buying in huge bulk amounts and trying to save them and store them. If some kind of apocalyptic whatever happens where I would need a seed bank, I have more than enough seeds right now to get me through the growing season. And then what I will do is save the seeds from that growing season. And kind of repeat that cycle over and over again. And to me, I'm gaining the experience right now of how to grow all these different crops. And I'm gaining the experience right now of how to save all the seeds, how to to figure out how many seeds do I need to save so I can grow what I want next year. I'm figuring that out now. So if something crazy ever did happen and I really needed to grow a majority of my own food, I now feel like I have the skill set to confidently do that. I just don't have a 20-year supply of seeds that I don't even know how to grow. So that's how I look at storing seeds. I'm not focused on storing seeds long, long term, but you do want them to be okay for two or three years you know you don't want to lose them you don't want to forget about them you don't want the humidity to get to them or anything crazy like that to happen because you did spend money on these seeds and they will be viable for a few more years so there's no perfect solution I'll walk through how I store my seeds how it's kind of developed for me and how I set up my dad and my sister's seed storage when I gave it to them for Christmas this year So what I decided to do originally was store my seeds in small little like glass spice jars. So I bought spice jars from Amazon. They came in a cardboard box already for me with slots for each spice jar. And I think I have 48 spice jars. So when I was just starting with seeds, that was so many. Like I didn't even need all 48. And what I started to do They also came with these cute little stickers you put on top of the spice jar. So this way you can label the top. So I do have them all labeled and I do have them in ABC order (laughs) because that's just me. I want an easy way to find what I'm looking for. So if I'm looking for carrots, I can look there, find the word carrot and pull those out and go. So what I did originally was just open the seed packet, planted what I needed to plant and dumped the rest into a spice jar, closed it up, close the box up. Now, I wouldn't tape the box closed or anything, but I would just pull the flaps back down on the box and store it in a cool, dark closet. That was it. Nice and simple, but what I found is as I started getting more seeds, or as I started getting multiple varieties of like tomatoes, I think I probably have 10 or 12 different varieties of tomato seeds because I think they're really cool, but that's just me. So, then I started running into the issue of if I just put all my tomato seeds into one spice jar together, I wouldn't know which ones are the big beefy tomatoes and which ones are the tiny little grape tomatoes. I've got no clue. So what I decided to do then was instead of putting all the tomatoes together, I would kind of mix up and do like a tomato seed with a bell pepper seed. And I'd label the top well and say this is my lilac bell pepper and my Dr. Wickie's tomatoes. So this way I knew which tomato and pepper they were. And I can tell the difference between a tomato and a pepper seed. But then my issue slowly became as well, I had too many varieties to just put two seeds in one container. And then my other issue became... I couldn't see, like, if I just pulled out the spice jar, I had a hard time seeing, well, how many tomato seeds do I really have left in here? Like, do I need to buy more? Do I need to save more? What do I need to do? I I couldn't tell how many was which seed right off the bat just by looking at the seed at this spice jar. So, My next solution was to get these little, small, plastic baggies, like they're tiny. They fit in the spice jars, how small they are. And it took me hours to separate all my seeds, but I did it, separated all the seeds out. Each one now has its own little baggie. I have labeled with permanent marker each baggie, and I put the baggie in this way in my spice jars. Depending on how many seeds I have, I can fit two three four five maybe different types of seeds in one spice jar and now I was able to put them in ABC order and put all my tomatoes together so I'm not frantically searching looking for one specific type of tomato that I can't find because the chalk I was using to label the top smudged off or whatever now I know all my tomatoes are in two or three spice jars so that helped me a lot with an or, from an organizational standpoint, the little plastic baggies in there. So what I did for my dad and my sister, I didn't want to buy them the whole spice jar thing because it's honestly the box is kind of big and it's kind of heavy with all the spice jars and all the seeds in there. And not that it's not cheap because it is pretty cheap, but it's not the most cost effective you know the a 48 pack of spice jars we're not talking a dollar like I can't go buy that from the dollar tree you know it cost me probably 30 or 40 bucks so what I decided to do for my dad and my sister I gave them a lot of seeds for Christmas but I realized they have no way to store the seeds so I don't know where they're putting the seeds or how they can even keep track of how many of which seed do they have and things like that So what I decided to do, I, like, scoured the internet with a DIY seed storage. What I was able to find is people were taking small boxes that they get from Amazon. Think of, like, one of the smallest boxes you get from Amazon. They would take that, keep the bottom taped up, but leave the top open as, like, flaps. Then they would take a second small box... And they would almost make like a filing cabinet system. So I will try to find some pictures and post them to try to help you with a visual here. But the way I think about it is I took a small box, I cut up another small box. So most boxes you get from Amazon are a rectangle. So I cut one piece of cardboard going long ways so it would fit going long ways in the box. Now it divided my box into two long rectangles. Then what I did was I cut the box into my tabs. So then I made a bunch of pieces of cardboard that fit going the short way across the box. And I made probably at least 12, 10 or 12, for each box going short ways. And what I did then is you have to cut the short tabs kind of up the middle you don't want to cut through the middle but kind of cut up the middle so this way you can slide the short tabs on top of the long tab if that makes any sense and then you have a filing cabinet system almost made completely for free of cardboard and what I did was I labeled each side because I went from if I have 10 short pieces of cardboard in there I now have 20 spots I can put seeds so I label each side you know I put it, put it in ABC order I started with some of the basics like I put one for peppers one for zucchini one for squash one for tomatoes one for some of the bigger things that they might grow carrots some more common stuff and I did put like an A through I think L tab and then an M through Z tab so this way if they get some random one-off flower that they want to file somewhere but it doesn't fall under one of the classifications I already made for them they can then put it in that A through L and M through Z section and Then the actual seeds I was giving them, I went ahead and put those seeds in the little baggies that I already had. The baggies are very cheap to get. You can find them possibly at the dollar store, definitely on Amazon, definitely at craft stores like Michael's and Hobby Lobby. You could totally find these baggies there too for a decent price. You may even be able to catch them on sale or use a coupon. No coupons at Hobby Lobby, but coupons at Michael's. So I did put them in. I did put the seeds in the little baggies, and I did label each baggie in permanent marker, just in case they somehow slid around. I found at first I didn't push these short tabs down far enough, so there was a gap at the bottom, and this leads the seeds were sliding around everywhere. So I did empty out the. Um, I did empty all the seeds out pushed down the short tabs as like all the way to the bottom and then went ahead and put the seed packets back in. So I think that's a really creative way to store your seeds. Now you don't have to put them in individual baggies labeled with permanent marker. You can totally leave them in the bag that they came in and maybe like fold the top down so if they spill over you won't wind up with a ton of seeds everywhere, hopefully to me the baggies because you can close them again it kind of gave me peace of mind instead of a big tall seed packet possibly slipping and sliding under there and spilling everywhere. I like the idea of it being resealable and for me if I'm giving them seeds from my seed collection that I have I don't keep the seed packets that they came in. I keep I just keep the seeds. So my only option is to put it in a small baggie for them so they can have that. So completely up to you with how you want to store your seeds. What system makes the most sense for you? What I will say is I desperately needed it to be an ABC order because I could not find what seeds that I did have. And I did need an easy way to see how many seeds of that type, like, how many seeds did I really have is what I needed a quick, easy way to see sometimes. And so the method I came up with was quick and easy. Maybe you don't plan on having a lot of seeds, so you wanna try the spice jars and 48's enough. Maybe you like the idea of using recycling. That's one of the reasons why I loved doing the boxes for them. Now I will say it wasn't like a quick project where I was done in five minutes. You know, it definitely took me 30 minutes to an hour, maybe a little bit more by the time I had to redo some of the tabs to get them to touch the bottom all the way. So it wasn't a super fast project, but in the grand scheme of things, it was kind of fast too. So I think that is a great way to store your seeds. Now, there are some seeds out there that maybe should be stored in the fridge or the freezer, I personally do not have any of those seeds. So I can't even give you an example and say, oh, this one seed always has to go in the freezer. I'm not sure. I know that of the hundreds of varieties that I have of seeds, I don't store any in the fridge or freezer. They all go in my little seed containers, in my little spice jars, and it goes in my closet. So I don't worry about putting anything in the fridge or freezer. Maybe you want to, and that's completely fine. Maybe you want to try it, do your research. I just wouldn't get sucked up in the everything has to go in the fridge and freezer movement because I don't know about you guys, I don't have a ton of extra space, especially not in my freezer. I would much rather store food from my garden in the freezer than I would store I would prefer to store actual food in my freezer than seeds. That's just me personally. So if a seed has to go in the freezer, I would really have to weigh the pros and cons to see if it's going to be worth it. How much space is it going to take up? Probably not much if it's just one little thing of seeds that has to go in the freezer. But if you're trying to find space for all your seeds in your freezer, I would say that's probably not necessary. And you could probably reevaluate that. So don't get too caught up in that little bit there. So yeah, store until you can finally use your seeds. I will say, I don't have the numbers exactly for like the seed vitality over the years, but just know that it does slowly start to go down. So for me, what that means is if I just bought, like I just placed a seed order recently And for me, what I just bought, I know that if I plant 10 of it, I'll probably wind up with 10 of those plants. But if I have had the seeds now for three, four, five years, for whatever reason, sorry, I am driving while I'm recording this, so I do apologize. The person was not honking at me. There's some traffic stuff happening. But, um, so I know that if I've got two, three, four, five year old seeds, instead of planting 12 and knowing that I'm going to get 12, what I do is I will maybe plant 18 and hope that I get 12 or plant 20 and hope that I get 12. It depends on how old the seed is. I don't think there is a perfect number where you can just say, oh, well, my seed is three years old. Let me just plant three times the amount of seed that I know I'm gonna need. That I don't think is logical either. So there's no right or wrong for the amounts that you need for your seeds or how old they should or should not be. You can definitely get your seeds to grow, so have confidence with these seeds, if you are unsure if starting your seeds is for you and maybe you have piqued your interest with this episode, please feel free to go back and check out my other episodes about seeds that I'm going to be linking to where it goes over what you need to actually start your own seeds. I do think starting from seed, I love the satisfaction of getting to watch the little seedlings grow inside. I think once I put the transplants outside, I like to be in my garden every single day, but I know that sometimes that's not realistic for me to be outside in my garden looking at each and every plant every single day. But at the same time, like I love having the seeds inside because I have to water them, I have to look at them. And I get to watch them grow from this tiny little seed into big beautiful plants so to me it just gives me more appreciation for the whole process when i get to kind of baby and nurture them inside so i love that i also love growing from seed because then i get to grow different like crazy ass varieties that i can't just go to lowe's and buy as a as a transplant already so one of the seeds that i'm going to play with this year I hope it works for me, but we'll see. Um, I found on rareseeds.com this cabbage. It's an heirloom variety cabbage. (coughs) And it is a monster cabbage. I don't think that's the right name for it. Like, I think it has another name, too. (coughs) Sorry, I'm, like, choking on I don't know what. But to me, it's a monster cabbage. Okay, so to me, it's this monster cabbage because, on average, this cabbage grows from 17 pounds to like 32 pounds and the biggest one they were able to grow was 44 pounds of cabbage like one head of cabbage was 44 pounds and they've got a picture this cabbage is as big as like a small child is how huge this cabbage is so I'm definitely gonna try this monster cabbage this year If I wind up with a monster cabbage, I will absolutely take pictures to show you guys and probably talk about it because that's really cool and exciting to me. But I'm not trying to get my hopes up too high because as I mentioned before, I do live in a temperate rainforest and I do know that cabbages do not grow in rainforests. So I will give it a try, see what happens. I also have like thousands of slugs that live in my yard and I know that slugs are going to be hella attracted to this super large cabbage. So I'm going to do what I can to prevent the slugs. Um, I will also let you guys know on that one too. So the slugs, I battled those things last year. Wow. is all I have to say. And it's not just my yard. It's my whole street to the point where I would be walking my dog in the morning and the slugs would just be all over the road, up and down my street, it was really gross. Like you don't wanna walk barefoot in my yard because of the slugs. So they say the amount of slugs that you see on the outside, like the amount of slugs that you see on your plants and things like that is a very small percentage of the amount of slugs in your yard. I would pick slugs off my garden at least once a week, if not multiple times a week. And every single time, I would get between 50 and 100 slugs every time. Never failed. So, yay slugs. But on a more serious note, yeah, I'll let you guys know how it goes with the huge cabbage. But that's why I love growing from seeds so much, because I can do cool things cool different varieties things I've never seen at the store before so that's what I get really excited about now I do grow standard things like I grow standard big red tomatoes and standard green bell peppers you know so I do grow normal things but I do also love just the new stuff the fun varieties that I've never seen or heard of before and you can do that when you have seeds and I also think seeds are an easy Christmas present you can send someone your favorite seed catalog and say hey pick out three or four varieties for me to grow this year as a Christmas present or birthday present whatever it might be so a lot of fun it can be a lot of fun and I do think it's addictive once you get some seeds you want everybody to have seeds and grow from seeds so totally worth it there's so many different companies out there there might be a local company company near you and that would be amazing if there was that you can buy your seeds from so i'm nerding out about seeds now i'm gonna wrap it up here i'm just excited for it to be spring and to have my big garden again so i hope you're excited too if you're into gardening maybe you're not into gardening yet but you're going to be into gardening so i hope you are getting excited as it starts to warm up outside Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Happy Hippie Homestead Podcast. Please feel free to like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram. I try to post on there a lot as the garden is up and running. I'll do a lot more garden pictures. For now, it's like pretty pictures of the hikes that I go on and pictures of me and my dog sometimes. So, that's okay, I think. Um, Tis the season, I guess, to be outside in a different way. So thank you for tuning in and I will see you next Wednesday. May you be well, may you be happy, and may you have the courage to follow your dreams.